What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Games On Dude, a Big Ten basketball podcast that's stuck in a glitch somewhere on the road between Morthal and Solitude. I'm Tommy Crimes. And I'm Babar. And I'm Chris, and I just got done working my shift as the Assembly Hall Jumbotron engineer. (laughs) Everybody thinks you're doing a great job. How was work today, buddy? I'm getting rave reviews for my recent performance, so no complaints here. And I was going to say, uh, based on your fit, Babar, it looks like you just got off your shift of getting your ass handed to you by Mike Woodson. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, the reason that Chris Holtman wasn't wearing a vest for this game is because I encountered him prior to the game. And much like Kirby, I inhaled him and absorbed his powers and also left behind an identifying piece of clothing so that people knew what I did. So now I have I was Chris say- Holtman's vest. I was going to say, did you kneel down behind him and pickpocket him and take the clothes off his back? <laughs> no, I uh, I inhaled him rapidly. with, with yeah. I, I unhinged my jaw in a cartoonish-like fashion and swallowed him whole. I'm glad it only took us a through. few... <laughs> I'm glad it only took us a few episodes to get to the vor section of this podcast. Yes. In, in case our listeners are wondering, I swallowed and then shit out Chris Holtman, and now I have his vest. Much much like famed video game star Kirby. That's exactly right. Anyway, we've got a lot to discuss, including the fall of Wisconsin, Illinois and Maryland looking a little froggy, and Northwestern getting COVID superpowers, plus a new slate of Chris Kramer Award honorees. So let's get into it. First up, Northwestern. Um, so... If Babar's accusations last week were correct, um, it was a master stroke in planning on Chris Collins' part, because after returning from COVID exile, Northwestern's on a three-game win streak. 66-63 over Wisconsin and Evanston on Monday, uh, 78-63 in Lincoln on Wednesday, and they capped that off by beating down a beleaguered Minnesota on Saturday afternoon, 81-61. Um, I believe they are now in sole possession of second place in the league after a uh, Rucker lost today in Iowa. So um, after a bit of a dip and then a bit of convalescence, they seem to be back to the pretty good team that we all loved earlier this season. When is the, uh, the Medill uh, media mafia going to start pushing like Chris Collins, big 10 coach of the year. Like they're going to get, top 25 votes this week like someone will do it yeah it's crazy to me that they they've had the best week i think of really any big 10 team that's not indiana or purdue and no one is talking about them they they took this huge pause because they faked covid to get over some injuries which everybody (laughs) knows um and acknowledge it. Let's see if we can get that. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get that uh covid misinformation warning two weeks in a row <laughs> and um and then they come back they get three three wins uh, you know Wisconsin's still a good enough brand that that's considered a big win though I do believe that they have finally dropped out of the uh, uh the projected tournament field at long last about 2 weeks too late but i mean these guys they were playing good ball uh they scuffled a bit because they were getting hurt then they faked covid uh and now they're back playing great ball again <laughs> Uh, and not like I say what we want about the, you know, the Medill mafia and the media, but does Chris Collins actually deserve a shout as big 10 coach of the year? Because I think he does. 
Yeah, I mean, you can you can make the case, and I think with Coach of the Year, it's usually who overachieves the most, like relative to expectations. And I'm gonna assume, and and I'm obviously not going to do the research to back up this point, but I <laughs> I would imagine that Northwestern was picked pretty low in the league. Yeah. Certainly, certainly not. I think top only four, ahead. top two. I think, yeah, only ahead of Minnesota and Nebraska, I believe. The, the problem they're running into is because I agree the coach of the year award almost always goes to whoever overachieved the most, not who actually was the best coach. Mm-hmm. Chris Collins's problem is that the team that's le- that's going to win the league is also significantly overachieving their preseason expectations. Because right. I think most had Purdue as like seventh, eighth, um, kind of mixing it up I in actually, the middle of the league as opposed to running away with it. I just pulled up um, something I was looking at earlier this week for quote-unquote research purposes, which was the Athletics media poll before the season, which okay. had Northwestern at 13th. Um, Did they put Nebraska? Fifth. Did they put Nebraska in front of Northwestern? No, Nebraska was last. Oh, okay. Minnesota was ahead of Northwestern. Honestly, either of those is hilarious, even in retrospect, that they thought that either of those teams were going to be better than Northwestern. Who had, I mean... They had yeah. their starting backcourt coming back. Like they, they yeah, were they're, flawed they've got players. Good players. But yeah, they, it's. Um, but I mean, I, I guess it's Northwestern. You know, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt very often. But um, they're uh, they're fun as hell to watch. Like it's yeah. Um, they, yeah they're legitimately like they're legitimately like one of the teams I look forward to when I see them on the schedule when I look at it at the beginning of an evening. Like I, I, I enjoy watching Northwestern. They're cool. They're fun. They, like they play good. Bowie they play and Adige good are like doing cool shit. Like yeah. it's working. It's not like in the past when they would do cool shit and it actually kind of sucked because it never worked. <laughs> they play good defense without like resorting to like plague ball tactics. Um, and also they are extremely committed to playing highly efficient basketball, even if they even if those shots aren't going to fall. They're not going to stop doing it. Um and it results in some pretty like Jekyll and Hyde shooting performances. However, the defense is so good that it can carry them either way. Where even in the game, they you know, they had the good fortune of being in Bloomington where they didn't play defense very well, if at all, but they shot the lights out. So they picked up a win in Bloomington that's going to be hanging like an anchor around Indiana down the stretch. Yeah. And, and that's obviously going to be like their, their calling card um, for their tournament profile up to this point. And looking at bracket matrix as of Sunday night, they had him in as a 10 seed. Um, Seems so. so they're, they're, yeah. I mean, there's, it, it really feels like they ought to be higher than that. Did they just fair, do jack shit in the non-conference? Uh yeah, their their best non conference win is a neutral court win over Liberty. <gasps> so <laughs> really, yeah, Liberty, who is you know a top fifty Kempon team, but like that's yeah, you know, come on, yeah. But kind of a, a sneaky, uh, sneaky good uh, chance for Northwestern to really you know solidify their their spot in the the tournament as much as you can. You know, a week into February, they have. Road game at, at at Iowa, and I know we'll touch on some of the matchups this week later on, but road game at Iowa, home against Michigan, and then road against Wisconsin on Sunday. So, you know, two road games and a winnable home game. Like, you get you get any combination of two of those, and that's, um, 
you know, that's going to look good on your, your profile, regardless of, you know, which games are winning. Just a quick, uh, quick heads up about that road game at the Cole Center for them, because Mr. Bones' wild ride never truly ends. They will lose that game by 20-plus points. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to have to deal with, like, the zombie Wisconsin takes. Um, yeah. That's just that's, – Are they back? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember now, like, I back when this podcast was but a twinkle in the eye of its parents – watching Northwestern play Pitt at home and get their doors blown off and be like, yep, things are going as expected in Evanston and then just not paying attention to Northwestern until they came to Bloomington. <laughs> that was So yeah. I had a very different idea of like what kind of team they were going to be this year because of that Pitt game. Um, it was a real which, rude awakening. Yeah, which is a crazy one to look back. I mean, that's a 30-point loss at home to Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're – they're playing well in sole possession of, of second place in the Big Ten. And, um, you know, Chris Collins is probably going to get an extension or be in the mix for um, for a real basketball job. So kudos to him. Well, probably, probably not the extension because I think he still has like 17 years left on his original extension, doesn't he? Well, like he's got extended, a few years left at least. They can extend it to 27 years. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Give him a lifetime contract. Install yeah, him you, as the emperor of Northwestern basketball. Yeah, get him on the. Maybe they the can fit. make the. Maybe they can make him the offensive coordinator of the football team too. <laughs> I was gonna say, get him on the Fitz deal. Yeah. Basketball Fitzgerald. God, cur- cursed vibe. Um, yeah, I think that's a good segue into the next thing on our rundown, which is Wisconsin Illinois. Um, one of yeah. the. I only caught the first half. One of the worst halves of basketball I have seen all year. Really, it, really I, I sat stuff. and I sat and I watched that entire game. And if you follow us on Twitter, that's at Games on Pod. Um, I was the one who was feverishly uh, tweeting uh, scores and times because I was so astonished at how poorly the offenses were playing. Um, but yeah, so first of all, let's talk about Wisconsin's week. Um, they actually, uh, I think, sort of provide two sides of a uh, hellish coin right now, these two teams. Um, so Wisconsin had their aforementioned loss to Northwestern, followed by a low-key beatdown at Maryland, 73-55, um, and then a 61-51 capitulation at the Kohl Center against Illinois. Wisconsin has lost six of seven, with the only win coming against Penn State, and they are sinking quickly down the conference standings. Illinois. On the other hand, the anti-Wisconsin winners of six of the of seven, with the only loss coming against Indiana um, this week before Saturday's win, they uh, beat Ohio State on Tuesday, sixty-nine sixty. But that winning run has come against Wisconsin, Nebraska, Michigan State, Minnesota, Ohio State, and then Wisconsin again. So, what are we looking at here from these two teams? I. It brings up a good. It brings up a good point. Um, that's uh, that I thought of when, when you talk about like, oh, such and such team has had, uh, you know, winners of six of seven, or they have this win streak. However, here are the teams they beat, and then we just end up yeah. listing all of the Big Ten teams except for <laughs> Purdue. It's just like no, <laughs> no well, win. There's like only three teams in this conference you can beat, and then like someone will be like, okay, yeah, you played a good basketball team. Like that's a good win. Yeah. Like, it, it's just you can't win. And we talked about this like episode one or episode two of this conference where 
you get to conference play and the comp, the, the level of play in the conference is so bad that you, all you can do is beat up on each other. And, and the whole premise is that enough of you are ranked going into the conference season that the wins look good, but the big team couldn't do that this year. We got to conference season with like two teams firmly in the top 25 and two barely hanging on. And now we're, you know, we're down to one probably, I mean, that's probably going to change tomorrow, but you know, as, as of the last couple of weeks have gone, like, it's just, these teams are all bad. And so, I mean, yeah, you've got to, you know, you can only play the teams on your schedule. Um, so credit Illinois, but like, I mean, they really only played one team that's going to be a, uh, that's going to be comfortable on selection Sunday and they beat them by 15 points at home. So that being Indiana. Yeah. I do think I, I when I was, when I was kind of listing those, uh, those wins, I was kind of like, man, this is rough. I, I do think Michigan state still is a reasonably good win. And, Ohio State. I mean, we're going to talk about them a little bit later. Um, that one looks good. They've had, they've, yeah, because they've had a lot of bad luck. We're going to talk about that. Um, but I, I think what we really got to get into here is that Wisconsin's just a fucking mess. Like, turn I mean, that they're up. Kinda, they're they're like kind of low key bad now, and it's not just us. Like, this isn't just being haters. Like, the Wisconsin people that we follow on Twitter are kind of, I feel like in the same kind of headspace. like they're just not great right now. Yeah. They topped out at like 42 on Ken Palm and have been dropping like a stone. Um, you know, some of these losses in the vacuum are not that bad. Uh, you know, a road loss in Bloomington's not anything to get too mad about a road loss to Illinois is not anything to get too mad about. Um, but it's back to the, it's back to the, like the Archie Miller principle. It's not that your losses are bad. It's just that you have so many of them. Yeah. At a certain like, point, you got to beat somebody. Yeah. And and then there's the random win over like a good Penn State team too, um, which is disappointing because that would mean they would have lost seven straight and Penn State's probably a little closer to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just, just watching them, you can – not that like Wisconsin is ever – the most talented group in the, uh, in the conference, um, especially this year, especially this, like even they're good, like Chucky Hepburn and Tyra Walt, they're fine players. How many teams would they start on in the big 10? Non, non Minnesota, Nebraska edition. Yeah. <laughs> and w- it, you're starting to wonder too about Tyler wall. If, uh, if last year was just more of an anomaly for him than like a, than like actual measurable improvement. Uh, because certainly once the spotlight hit him this year, he's been, I mean, really, really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, about- he, had, he had the benefit of having, you know, Johnny Davis and, and yeah. Brad Davis and to kind of run like things he, for, for that team. He was a pretty good, he was a pretty good, like, third banana. But now that he's kind of the, I mean, I, I know Hepburn's probably more the focal point than anything, but I mean, as a, as a you know, as the quote unquote like senior leader of the team, I mean he's been. I mean, take your pick of whatever stat you want and compare it to what he was last year, and it's just a it's you know a massive awful. downgrade. <laughs> yeah, he has he has had injury issues though, if I'm remembered correctly. Yeah, he's missed I mean, some time, he was out but for I, a bit. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not healthy, dude, don't play. Like you're not doing anyone any yeah. favors by uh, by playing hurt. Don't yeah, do the I mean, hockey player thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I know, uh, you know, looking at the 
the league and I was looking at some of the bracketology stuff, they were still in the field um, as of Sunday, which I, you know, I'm not a bracketologist, so I'm not going to, you know, off the top of my head. You can be, though. Nothing- <laughs> I can't. Yeah, there's <laughs> absolutely nothing. Like, you don't have to have a degree or anything. Yeah. You can, you can say anything on the internet. We um, could just but, start calling you a bracketologist. Yeah, you're if the you're the, to. you're the games you on. You want to be the bracketologist? Pod, yeah. The games on pod yeah. in-house bracketologist Chris Shooty. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to put there we go. 14, 14 Big 10 teams in the uh, can, tournament. I don't know. We don't want to <laughs> We don't want to put too much on your plate though because obviously you're, you're watching Joey Hauser's Wooden Award candidacy yeah. on yeah. Hawk. You have to edit the podcast. So, yeah. if you can't handle the bracketology stuff, we understand. Um but yeah, it would be well, very uh, lucrative. I think to to ease the burden on myself there, I'm just I'm I'm crossing off Wisconsin. They're not making the tournament. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm fine going on the record. You know, Wisconsin fans, if you guys make it, congrats. You know, I'm gonna, you know, lie and say that this was a, a deep fake and that you're, um, you know, fake. <laughs> this is stuff just that as this is just as fake. This is just as fake as Northwestern's COVID's cases. Yeah, we could do we could do tournament while while we're on the subject. Do we want to do tournament crossoffs? Is it about that time? Yeah, let's, we could do let's that. Do it. There, there's enough of a sample size. I mean, it's. You know, we're getting we, into February. We get the two obvious ones out of the yeah. way. Obviously, Minnesota's got, out, was, Nebraska's out. I've got the I've got the standings right here in front of me. So okay. uh, let's rock and roll. So yeah, Minnesota's at the bottom. Uh, Nebraska above them, obviously. Unless one of them somehow wins the Big Ten tournament, they are not making the tournament. Yeah, because they are both just atrocious. We're speaking strictly That's about at large at large bids right like, obviously right, right. If, a, if a bad team grabs the auto bid great but you weren't making it kudos that, to them so. for winning that the wednesday night game or whatever and, <laughs> and making it making it look through. i just wanted to make sure that if minnesota does win the big 10 tournament that the minnesota fan on twitter doesn't <laughs> uh clip my voice out and try to can't get me canceled ben johnson's like playing the uh playing the pot in the locker room like trying to gin up yeah. a bunch of a like the disrespect angle at noon on a Wednesday. It's, yeah. it's like it's like he's like Mikel Arteta putting Ivan Tony tweets on the whiteboard in the Arsenal locker room before a game. Who's got Anyways, the Big Ten tournament this year? Uh, Chicago. Uh, I assume Chicago. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, so yeah, agreed. Just- so shockingly, next up um, is Ohio State. They're in the relegation zone right now. I'm comfortable crossing them off, especially after, especially after last night. After what happened to them? Yeah, they're yeah, they're already at. They're, they're three already, and seven in the pot. They're three and seven in the conference. They yeah, are got, eleven and ten overall. They've got they seven conference mess. seven conference losses. Absolutely nothing going in the non conference. I mean, have you looked at their non conference? There's nothing here. Remember when they they blew that uh, that North Carolina game right <laughs> yes. at the, the bus? <laughs> they're hey gonna guys, re- maybe you're gonna want that one back. They're gonna they're gonna they could play just well enough to like really regret blowing that one. But the fact is, they blew it. They're not. There's no road back for them at this point. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Ohio State, you're crossed off. Goodbye. I, the only pause I will give there is that they get Wisconsin and Michigan this week. So. Not that they're that's gonna, you know, emphatically put them back into the field, but it's enough to keep them in the mix for 
a week longer if things if they if they win those games well. there there's maybe a route back but they're gonna have to do a lot more than that i feel like who else do they have on the schedule do they have a game with purdue yet left they, yet? Go, they gotta go to Mackey arena yeah so if they go uh, if they win those two games and then they go win at Mackey, like okay maybe they get a a mercy uh spot in the tournament or something i, I don't know i just feel like they've been They've been unlucky, and now they're getting their ass kicked. Like the losses are starting. They're going to win those games. Like the losses are starting to get bigger. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the Um, boat is taking on more and more water. (laughs) And they just—I mean—they don't have the coaching that's going to pull them out of this. They just no. I I was I was at the game last night, and I was talking to my dad um, as IU was going on that that run to close the first half. Um, by the way, new favorite metric in college basketball is the kill shot. Yes. The yes. Ten, the run. I am. I think this is uh, from Evan Mia Kawa on Twitter is the one who um, kind of either tracks it or, or coined the term, whatever it is. The ten o run kill shot is my new favorite thing in, in college basketball. One, because Indiana is doing a lot of them, but two, it just, sounds sick as hell and it's exciting to watch anyways so it's also fun use- and cool that i iu actually did two of those to io state in less than a week since the women <laughs> did the exact same thing in the third quarter uh yeah. against ohio state a couple nights before yeah talk about a, a wagon um real, but- real rough couple days for <laughs> ohio state basketball watching them get watching them go like i mean that game was like at the under at the under four timeout was like 31 to 30 and yeah. the the detonation that yeah, it was it was thirty one thirty it was thirty one thirty at five oh one left. I actually looked this up. It was five oh one okay. left. So not thirty one thirty. And then we went on a seventeen oh run over that last five oh one, and then the TJD dunk right after halftime. Yeah, seventeen oh run. Just like that's that's not a kill shot. That's like a guillotine. Yeah, yeah. not um, just for that game, but for the season. Like I just the. Yeah, like you can kind of just see them giving. I don't up. think you can come back from that. You can't come back from that. Like you've got guys mocking opponents' celebrations after dunks down fifteen points. Like their heads are gone. Yeah, I, and I, I know we we've spent a lot of time talking about Ohio State on this podcast, and I, I think for good reason because they're fascinating because they're so talented. Like they've got talented players. Mm-hmm. But the, the fit is just so bad. Like what, like there's no flow on offense. It's just kind of your turn, my turn. Um, the piece, the pieces don't fit together. Sweet. You said they, the coaching's bad. They remind me, they remind me a lot of uh Crean's last Indiana team yeah. where they don't have, they don't have a good enough point guard. They need, you, you either need a great point guard or a great coach yeah. and they've got neither. Um, and yeah. so, the whole the whole operation is just rudderless. Like it's it, it's exactly what you said. They're just taking turns, running sets for themselves. Uh, there's no identity. There's no there's no go to. There's no floor general, and there's no one to look to to get that stuff. Yeah, Whereas like the year previous, using the same example, like uh, you know you had senior Yogi Ferrell who was taking care mm-hmm. of everyone on the court. Um, uh, in the next year, you replace him with Josh Newkirk. Now, yeah. uh, you know, fast forward to this. <laughs> Fast forward to this Ohio State. Don't say that name to me. You've got a, you've got, you know, you've got a freshman running the point, um, who's doing 
badly. Like I, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a freshman thrust into a pretty tough situation. <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh, like it's assisted turnover ratios, dog shit. Uh, he shoots it well enough, but like, I mean, I don't even remember. I don't even remember him doing anything yesterday. Um, yeah, he, he according was to the box score, he win. according to the box score, he played twenty four minutes and scored four points. So, um, sure. you know, I hope you enjoyed your uh, good. Hope you enjoyed your shit, time. <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff. <laughs> With the, what's crazy though is that uh, that Isaac Likely, his backup, looks like a like a like that's a live ball player. That like I like I I watched him against Iowa, which obviously a lot of people are going to look good playing against Iowa's defense. Um, but why aren't you turning the offense over to him and giving this freshman a break? Uh, it's just, it's wild to me. I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, they, probably have, they if, have no if, dog. If there was, if they had a good coach that he probably would have figured that out, but they don't. So they're <laughs> yeah. not. And, uh, yeah, cross them off. It's over. Yeah. So, so what, what do you say? Is it time to run Chris Holtman out of halted stream camp? Are we officially crossing them <laughs> off? We are. Yeah. I'm comfortable with it. If I'm it's wrong, time I'm wrong. To- it's time for him to take on um, his one true calling and just become like a Lululemon like store manager. That could be good. That could be huge for him. Butler All just right, needs so, to take him. Butler just needs to take him back. Like yeah. the Thad Mata thing, very clearly not working. Don't know why anyone thought that was going to. Um, so just kind of. I mean, mull- he's just waiting for for Collier to retire so he can take the AD job. I think, exactly. I think that's I, pretty well established. That's what no, like, I well, think. I, I think he's waiting for the Notre Dame job to open up actually. So he can step in there. Well, see, I heard he was going to replace Woody after a couple of years. So no, yeah, that could also happen. <laughs> um, all right. So next up the standings um, on our cross off list. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, Return to the Wisconsin Badgers. Are we? We're we're crossing them off. I feel like uh, based oh, on the yeah. conversation we just had. I think they're uh, they're DOA. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I, we really need to get into the reasons again. Like we just no. spent several minutes on that. But the yeah, reasons are that they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 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 a mess. Bad so they're probably team. not making the tournament. They're probably not it making away. the tournament. Um, also, anytime up, I think of. Real quick though, anytime the, yeah, this talk ahead. about tur- this talk about tournament expansion drives me nuts because like we're sitting here talking about like an expanded field, teams like Wisconsin and Ohio State are are going to get in, and it's just like why? Who needs this? Yeah. Who's asking for this? Like we do yeah, not need we, more we, Big Ten teams in the tournament. Like, oh, we'll give mid majors <laughs> a chance. No, it won't. They will put in yeah. more bad Power Five teams. Yeah. Like it's like. If you don't if you don't believe that, then you just fell off of like a watermelon cart. Like I don't know what to tell you. Uh like it's not going to work out that way. There's there's never going to be justice for the non power five or I guess power six in basketball. Like it's just not gonna happen, dude. It's just gonna be shitty Wisconsin teams that get in instead. Um so right above Wisconsin, um another uh capital B brand name, uh Michigan. Dog shit. Really yeah. bad. Bad team. Bad, bad basketball team. I, they had a they had a chance to kind of get back in the mix um earlier this week against Purdue. I know the the final score shows that it was, you know, a two possession game. It was not that close. Michigan hit some, had some bullshit um shots at the end. And for and all all the shit talk that uh um, you know, Hunter Dickinson 
did about Edie. Um, you know, hey man, if you're gonna he he did not want that smoke. No. (laughs) And and the thing about that game was like I, I watched a good portion of it, and like at the end when it was sort of quote unquote close. Um, for those at home, I did air quotes. Um, it was very much like Michigan would sort of struggle a bit, get a basket, and then they Purdue just go down the other end score. It was very Sisyphean. It was like one must imagine Michigan basketball fans happy. It's like, it it just was not happening. Like it it visibly was just, it was not going to happen that night for them. I think you can confidently, I I think you can confidently cross off Michigan. Um, yeah, because first of all, their best non-conference win is over Pitt. Um, they've got a horrible loss to Central Michigan that completely offsets it. Not that like yeah. Pitt's like a good win to be happy about anyway. They lost to every good team in the non-conference they played otherwise, um, to the point where they're probably going to need like twelve Big Ten wins to even get to the bubble. And I, yeah, and that still might That's, not be enough. They're at what, and I, five, and they're at five. They're right at five now. right now. Yeah, there's just no shot, no shot. Like I can probably actually of all the teams we've talked about so far, absent Nebraska, and Minnesota, I'm probably most confident crossing off Michigan because there's just there's too much to be overcome from their non-conference. The fact they didn't beat anybody, they had they had a horrible loss. And now, I mean, a decent win over like a a good win over Maryland. Um, They beat Penn State. That's great. That was ages ago. Um, yeah, and they got ran off the floor by them today. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's getting their revenge. Like both Maryland and Penn State have avenged both those losses. Um, yeah. This not gonna, team not feels like it's going to be. This team feels like it's going to be very susceptible to the bottom falling out and like the team yeah. kind of quitting on. Like Dickinson's a a senior that came back, um, you know, for one last ride because of you know a fat NAL because deal of the and, amount of money he's making off of his podcast. <laughs> Yeah, as we all know, podcasting is a very lucrative uh, profession. I want to know. I want to know what uh, what uh, Casper mattresses are giving him, and why won't they give it to me? But like, I I can very easily see them losing, you know, you know, seven or eight games like down the stretch here, just because you know, once you're kind of out of the picture, it, it would it would not surprise me for them to just kind of be like, yeah, it's, it'd be very this, easy for them to it. pack it in because I, I think we've we've come to sort of a consensus on this podcast that I'm not sure that we have a ton of faith in the Michigan coaching staff right now. I, Michigan. I don't, I, I, I see what, I see what Mike Woodson did with IU and I see what some of the other coaches with messy teams have kind of been able to do with theirs from time to time. I just don't know that I think that's going to happen with Michigan. Michigan should have considered using some of that Hunter Dickinson NIL money on one guard, one <laughs> it's been a problem for two years now. Kobe Buffkin has taken on the the Chase Audis role of guy that looks like he should be really good, but just t- has like the worst shot selection. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, the other night against Purdue, every time that Michigan had a chance to, you know, cut it from like eight to six, or like you know, string together a couple of buckets, Buffkin would come down and fire up some contested like step back from 20 feet to like completely kill the momentum and Purdue would come down and Edie would get a hook shot or Fletcher lawyer would do whatever Fletcher lawyer does and, and score. Yeah. Like, there's just, they're like Cardinals an even more double ex- magic. <laughs> they're almost in like an even more extreme version than 
than Ohio State because like they've got a couple of really talented guys like Dickinson and, and Jet Howard, um, but like the it just doesn't fit for whatever reason. Like it doesn't work, and um, this is the second year that um, in a row that that Howard is kind of struggling with a, a talented team. Like they kind of limped into the tournament last year yeah. too. And um, I don't, again, I don't know if um, there's really a ton of pressure on him now, but you know, I could see the, the seat starting to get a little bit, a little bit warm next year, especially like if, if Dickinson finally leaves and I'm assuming that Jet Howard's going to go pro because he should probably be like a top 20 pick. Right. And they don't exactly have dudes coming in either. So no. I don't know what the plan is, but it's not going to involve the tournament this year. Who's next? So next up is actually um, we ha- we're uh, roads diverging have now uh, met once again. We're back on the original rundown I had. Um, Maryland, um, we have not gotten a chance to talk about them too much so far this season. Um, they're kind of... Uh, alongside uh, Michigan, they're both five and five. Maryland are kind of stuck in the miasma of the mid table right now, but the little bits and pieces I've gotten to see, they've showed some interesting things um, after a pretty tough start to conference play. Um, They played Purdue tough at Mackey. Um, They've got wins over Ohio state, Michigan, Illinois and Wisconsin, which I mean, I know we just sort of got through talking about how those some of those teams are more brand than team right now, but still, um, and they just beat the absolute piss out of Nebraska the other day, uh, eighty two sixty three. Um, I was watching that game, um, and I don't know they 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 just kind of look interesting to me. They're they're quick, they're athletic, they're playing some cool basketball. Granted, they were doing so while playing against Nebraska, which is not an actual basketball team. But um, do you guys think there's anything here? Have you what What have you guys seen from Maryland? First, we ten seed in the tournament. Yeah, kind of like what Maryland's always been (laughs) for the the last uh, you know the last recent memory. Um, And I, I definitely think we've probably reached the end of the. Unless anyone has an objection, I, I can't cross off any other Big Ten teams at this point as far as their tournament prospects go. Um, there's certainly ones that I've got leans on, but no one that I'm confident. Uh, Maryland being one of them. Because first, if you'd asked me this question, uh, like on January second, um, what I thought, or you know, or on January you know fifth, what I thought about Maryland, I probably would be apt to cross them off because they were getting their brains beat in by. Uh, Michigan and Rutgers on back-to-back nights. They they don't have any disasters in the non-conference. They they had two chances to get some really good pelts in Tennessee and UCLA and didn't get either. Yeah. Um, nice win over Miami, uh, but they I mean the whole everything's everything's out in front of them. Very much kind of profiles as though well we're going to get to sixty-eight teams somehow. So yeah, uh, they can certainly be one of them if they just avoid disaster down the stretch. Mm-hmm. This, by the way, leaves us at nine teams right now, which I feel like is a pretty decent spot to be at. Like, I, I don't, I do not believe more than nine Big Ten teams should be in. I'm not sure. I believe nine should be in, but right now, I completely agree. I'm not comfortable crossing off Maryland. Yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna start to get into the point of the the season where the teams in that nine, ten, eleven seed bubble area start cannibalizing each other, and I think ultimately. 
um, ultimately probably settles around like seven or, or eight teams again, mm-hmm. depending on my, what happens I elsewhere. Had, I had my first like postseason moment today when I turned on Iowa Rutgers and uh, realized that I needed to be rooting for Iowa to, to kind of clear out some space in the top yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and keep keep Indiana as in the uh, in the mix as possible. So yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta get we gotta keep IU in the uh, Champions League here. That's right. <laughs> I do Rutgers, not want to end up in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> Rutgers kind of, kind of struggling a little bit lately. Um, yes, look, looked bad, like looked bad against Iowa today. And I know um, Iowa at home is kind of, can be kind of a, a beast for anybody when their offense gets going. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Against Big Ten Michigan, losses, though. Yeah, like struggled against Michigan State last week. Needed um, overtime to beat Ohio State at at home. Um, you know, I I don't have any, you know, not saying that they're like in danger of making the tournament or anything, but I know when we were first getting going, we were kind of talking about them as potentially get, having a chance to contend with Purdue at the top. And I, that's obviously not the case now. And they're even starting to might be in danger of falling out of that, that top four. Yeah. I'm struggling to figure out if, if they're, if they're struggling or if waters is kind of finding its level with them, because we yeah. have these teams that are like, ext- like, you know, these extreme reverse splits where, you know, they've got this yeah. allegedly very good defense where actually they're just kind of allowed to, to grab and tug the way other people aren't. Um, but they, you know, they play, you know, extremely strong defense, uh, you know, in spite of that anyway, but there's just nothing to speak of offensively. So on a night where the other team's going to shoot well, and there's a couple teams. There's a few teams in this conference that will do that to you, regardless of what kind of defense you play. And so I think it's funny that they've dropped two to Iowa because Iowa is absolutely one of those teams that will shred even a great defense. And you got to be able to come up with points against Iowa, and they just they couldn't do it. Um, I mean, they got mm-hmm. 82 today. They got 82 today, and it wasn't enough. Um, they don't. Shoot Their offense is just such a chore. Like that's yeah, the thing. Like nothing comes. Every easy. everything is hard. Yeah, and they. And, and and they're working so hard for two point baskets. It just you know this day and age in right. basketball is just not going to cut it. You um, can't keep up that way if you're if you're no. having to grind and grind and grind. And what you're getting is a tough two. You're yeah. gonna unless you're playing against Wisconsin, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cam Spencer's been uh, been struggling too after. Uh, kind of his coming out party against Northwestern and hitting that game winning shot. He's gone. Like, let's see, he's three, four, six, 14. So he's four of 21 from behind the arc in the four games since it's not going to get it done. Um, yeah. And they, especially they're, they're when he's your quote unquote go-to guy. From three. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, it's not good. So, um, Mulcahy, he's been fine. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's just not a lot here from an offensive perspective, not, in that just not a fun watch. Like no, <laughs> just, it's not a good hang. Yeah, every fun. time, every time, every time I think about Rutgers, I think about the uh, sort of common TikTok riff where somebody will make a video that's like uh, intentionally awkward, and the top three comments will all be tough watch <laughs> thanks it's like i feel like i want to drop that in the comments of every Rutgers game worth worth pointing um, out in the context of the big 10 race that uh we pointed this out a, a couple weeks ago but Rutgers did give up their uh, home game against michigan state to play it in madison square garden so 
uh, a decision that's just looking better all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What What do we think? The Especially considering they probably like could have won that if it was actually at home. They got. They didn't. Right. They, I mean, they. You know, every, it's going to be the most uh, uh, subjective. Uh, ranking of all time, but I mean, you could easily include the rack or what's it, whatever it's called, named after Jersey Mike's or whatever. And that's a legitimately great college basketball atmosphere uh, among the best mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. And it just gave one yeah. away against Michigan State to go play in front of like as, 10,000 Spartan I, fans in Madison Square Garden. Because as we well know, Rutgers fans are near top of the table in terms of hating. Like, yes. they are very good haters. Um, oh, it is a very spiteful atmosphere there, and they should not be given it up in any circumstances. I can't wait until they find this podcast. They're going to find out that we're far more alike than we are different. <laughs> um, anything we're else on so Rutgers before we move on? <laughs> no, no, I don't have anything on on Rutgers. Um, no. Yeah, you know they are they are they kind of are what they are at this point. Yeah. Um, so. I, I know we're sort of done with the crossing teams off from tournament contention bit, but um, we can say that the next team that we're going to discuss is actually, weirdly, one spot above Maryland in the rankings. That's Penn State. Um, they had a very weird week. Um, they got their ass kicked by Rutgers, and then they kicked Michigan's ass. Um I know we've got some stats here. Um, Chris, was that was this you? Do you want to do you want to run us through this, or was that you, Babar? Uh, I I've got them. Um, so yeah, they're sitting at fourteen and seven, five and five in the Big Ten um, on Bracket Matrix as of again Sunday night. They are the third team um, out of the field. They've got a couple of nice wins um, at Illinois, um, beating up Indiana at home. Don't believe they've taken a bad loss yet um you know from a, a team sheet standpoint um but weeks like this week are why i cannot figure out if i trust them or am confident in their chances to get to the tournament because um it's just so you know volatile with them they they've alternated wins and losses for their last six games um it, they really are just like a Hey, if we hit hit shots, we can beat anybody in this conference. But when the shots are not falling, it is it is bad. And you know, for a team that you know every game is going to matter down the stretch here, that's a dangerous game to to live by. Yeah, I know. I definitely want them to make the tournament because they yeah, have definitely. the real feel of a team that could get in there and get hot for a few games and make a okay. run. And I just. They have they're they're playing the kind of basketball that I like to watch, mm-hmm. and because of that, I want good things for them. I I want them to succeed. So I I hope that they get hot here, get in the tournament, make a little bit of a run, make some noise, knock off some weird Pac twelve team. <laughs> like let's 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 go! Come on, Nittany Lions, hit some shots! Got, let's go! They they've got a ton of opportunities too to pick up. Uh, to pick mm-hmm. up wins down the stretch here. I mean, they got to go – their next game's on the road against Purdue, um, which I'm not saying that they're going to – I'm not saying that they're going to win that game. Uh, they are kind of going to play a brand of basketball that Purdue is going to struggle to defend. Yeah, Sneaky um, uh, storyline, though, is I, I'm always – I love when 
um, like assistant, like former assistants of a school go back and play at that school. Like Shrewsbury yeah. going back to, to Purdue and, you know, with the, the team that he has this year is, um, I always think that's interesting. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're one of those teams where they're not, they're not going to try to do anything about Zach Eady. They're just, yeah. they're going to try to, they're going to try to win it at the margins everywhere else. Um, you know, yeah. I would expect Zach Eady to have somewhere between 35 and 45 points. Um, yeah. The question is, can, uh, can Penn State hit enough shots to, uh, to offset it? I mean, they, they certainly have that capability and that's what, that's what makes them so interesting. It's like what, uh, Crimes was saying is that, uh, they play a brand of basketball, um, and and also the kind of a blending of your point too, Chris. It's, it's aesthetically pleasing to watch, but it is also very uh, very difficult to count on when you know even good <laughs> three point shooters are only hitting that shot forty percent of the time. And so it's, it's yeah. like that that net's a long way away from where you're letting that ball go from. And uh, sometimes you're just not going to be able to have the uh, the firepower required. But um, I mean, after that, they you know they get Nebraska, they get Wisconsin again um, this time at home. They still got Minnesota on the schedule, uh, spiraling Ohio State, Illinois at home, who they've already beaten on the road, Rutgers at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's wins to be picked up here, and they're in they're in good shape. Probably the, I mean, that's, that Wisconsin loss is the worst one they've got so far, and uh, yeah, yeah, just avoid you know, don't lose to Minnesota, <laughs> and. Uh, that's the thing with them i feel like with them is if they can just take care of business and win the games that they're supposed to win Mm -hmm. like yeah ken pom's got should should be enough ken pom's got him at 19 and 12 10 and 10 in the conference that's that's gonna get him in um you might be playing in dayton but you're in depending on you know who's among those 19 wins yeah and i was gonna throw out there also that uh, that kind of return leg against Purdue could be a little bit contentious. If you'll recall um, that um, Shrewsbury was pretty fired up after that game about officiating. I think he thought they caught a raw deal. Not like it's going to be hard to motivate your team to play the number one team in the conference slash country, depending on what happens between now and then. But I think they're going to have a little extra incentive. So, I mean, is that good when you're a shooting team? I don't know. But yeah. um, they're definitely not going to go in flat. They're not going to go in expecting, I don't think, to get their asses kicked. So it could could get a little froggy in there. Quick question. Uh, yeah. Gun to your head. Where is Micah Shrewsbury coaching next season? Penn State. Next season? I think Penn State. You think so? I, the, I'm gonna, the only other place would give be me the name. Give me the field tonight. You don't think he's you don't think he's in the mix at Georgetown? Hmm. I I if don't I, know if, if I'm the George if I'm the Georgetown one. AD. I am I am going to make him tell me no a bunch of times before I move if on. If you're Micah Shrewsbury, are you? If you're Micah Shrewsbury, do you want to go into that situation right now? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like he's already rebuilding Penn state and like kind yeah. of there's, seems there's like nothing, they're getting to he, a point of stability. I feel like he can thing, get a better job than that. And I know Georgetown's right. a legacy program, but I feel like he could get another one that isn't currently smoking in a ditch. Yeah. Let, uh, let Georgetown hire Rick Patino, let him flip it for three years, then go in and take it over once it's kind of stabilized and, and 
you know, back yeah, on but its do feet. you really is he gonna want to take it with those sanctions? <laughs> <laughs> That's it it's funny that you bring up that you that you make the sanctions joke because to my knowledge there's nothing uh there's nothing structurally wrong with Georgetown other than just an overcommitment to a bad coach uh, who happened to be like the best player in the program's history. You're in a talent, you're in a talent rich part of the country. You're a name brand. You're in a great yeah. conference. Um, I don't, I don't think that there's, I'm, I don't think the road back is that long for Georgetown. I think they just have to start walking it. I'm just kind of worried that the name brand may not be quite what it used to be. It may have been long enough since they were a really strong program that I don't know if that part's going to resonate with recruits as much, but I mean, you are right in that it is, it is the DMV and you're going to be able to get guys there. There's plenty of guys to get. So uh, that it may not matter. Is Georgetown the Indiana of the big East? Absolutely. (laughs) I think you got to say yes. 100%. 100%. You, it's irrefutable. Um, but kind of the same thing is like uh, when you think of like where Indiana got like the coffin that the NCAA put Indiana in, I know I'm, retrospectively people think that like Crean should have got them back quicker, but like they were cooking in year four and, and it was Tom they Crean had, running the show. Had a base, they, had, they had baseball players. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, like, so. There was an open tryout that I almost attended. Like, let's be real. And I'm I'm going gloves off on Crean because he blocked me on Twitter this week. But uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) why, Dad? Why? Probably because he listens to this podcast, which I'm going to say, brother, I defended you online for years, for years, man. I wrote an article about how you could kick our ass and you do this to me. Unbelievable. Anyway, that's probably actually the reason. (laughs) Shrewsbury is a good coach. Uh, who would be taking over a program that ostensibly would not have? I mean, they're not going to be having baseball players playing in year one, right? Like, like there's going to be there's going to be some bumps in the road. And I realize he kind of just got over that, but is Penn State kind of getting close to their ceiling of what of of what you're ever going to be? At, you know, at Penn State, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the Big Ten, and you are not where the talent in the Big Ten is at. My counterpoint would be that like even Pat Chambers was starting to dip into the like. Philly with like Lamar Stevens and Tony Carl. Like he was getting recruits. Um, and I think if Shrewsbury is showing that, Hey, I'm a really fucking good coach. If you do not give me the money to like build my program. Yeah. I'll walk. But mm-hmm. saying yeah. that like Penn state is going to continue to be the bottom feeder just because they've always been Penn state. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they've yeah, got a that. really good coach. And if they invest in it, like, it could turn into something. I, think I definitely my, I think, feel like they ought to be able to figure out a way to mine the East Coast a bit if they can get this yeah. rolling a little bit. And also, I think that they're going to be buoyed by the fact that they are playing a brand of basketball that guys want to play. Like, we keep talking yeah. about how hard it is to recruit in the Big Ten because nobody wants to play fucking haram ball. <laughs> and, like, they're not doing it. They're playing cool basketball. They're playing the kind of basketball the people are going to want to play. I think he's. I think he would be well served to stay at least another year or two, see if he can get higher, and see if he can get in a better position. But I mean, I guess you're right. If Georgetown does come knocking, it is kind of like not to do another soccer thing, but it's kind of like Grand Potter at Chelsea. It's like you get one shot at this. You don't want to pass it up. Yeah, I think my final take on it is that uh, I believe that Penn State's commitment to basketball. And, and thus their commitment to Shrewsbury will be tested this offseason. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, think, I, think that's a fair point. 
I think he's shown enough. And so like, Hey, if Penn state wants to pay up and keep him there and give him what he needs, you know, in a, like assistant pool money and all that different stuff that like you need to be a big boy basketball program, then credit Penn state for doing that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But I, I think they're going to, they're going to have to do it or he's going to be, he's going to go somewhere that's going to give him that stuff. If they're put in that position, I hope they do because he's done a really good job and I would like to see more coaches like him succeed in this league rather than the Greg guards of the world. And like, if he's going to take, if he's going to take a legacy power five job, he just needs to wait until Woody retires and he can come. Yeah, yeah. Indiana. That's the thing. Okay. Like, hey, hey man, just, this, just, just hang chill, tight man. For, for five yeah. or six years, man. We'll, we'll take care of you at the, when yeah. the time comes. All right. So let's, I feel uncomfortable. This is a podcast where we're supposed to be doing a lot of hating and we just spend several minutes loving on Penn state. So I think it's time for us to dive into some, uh, Chris Kramer award on honorees. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. So in case this is your, uh, first time listening, if so, welcome. And we're sorry. Um, we have a standing <laughs> offer. If you drop us a five-star rating on the podcatcher of your choice, we will let y'all shout out your least favorite, most detested Big Ten basketball player from the league's history. Um, or if you want it to be just a random citizen, uh, just hit up Babar and he will do that on his own. Um, Via the so law. We're, we're calling this the Chris Kramer Awards. If you are uh, older than about, I think, 25 years old, it should make perfect sense. Um, we're thinking, think the Kennedy center honors only. This is for basketball players that you hate. So um, first up, we have one where I, I actually, um, I saw this from Emily at Emily Buck on Twitter with two U's first. And uh, she submitted him saying, I can't believe you guys haven't already gotten this guy yet. Um, which makes sense because he was also our first ever double submission. Uh, Tim at who's your dog with the W pens on Twitter also submitted Purdue's Matt harms, a man with a face. I love to hate. He, uh, he got us on trouble on the internet obliquely a few times. Um, so that was fun. Not really from anything he did, but from us making fun of him in specific ways. Um, Mm -hmm. bad haircut. Yeah. Hey, yeah. maybe don't look like that. Yeah, yeah. just don't look like yeah. that, and then we don't, don't have to look make like the that. jokes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. change it, your whole deal. It's very. Dude. You brought it normal. on yourself. You brought it on. You brought it on yourself, man. It's very funny that he was only there for what two years before transferring to of all places, fucking BYU. <laughs> Has there ever been yeah. a more BYU looking player than Matt Harms? Yeah, yeah, surely yeah. every player in their existence, but right. The point no, stands. It was it was certainly a brand match. That is for sure. You have to wonder was BYU in on his original recruitment? Like, were they even aware of him? So I have I have no idea. Was he the worst of? Has he been the worst of the Purdue Giants to come through in the last decade? You mean like quality wise? Probably. Yeah, both as a basketball player and vibes. I never yeah. knew. Yeah, like he had he, awful, awful vibes. That's for sure. He kind of walked so Coleman Hawkins could run. Where it's just like this guy <laughs> is like tall and lanky, and like you think he's got this Kevin Durant esque skill set, but he doesn't. But also, he someone told him about that skill set way too early in his career, so he stopped going to the weight room. So he's also useless in the post. Um, I mean, he was like seven three, so it was. Uh, 
not as big of an issue, but like if that guy had any strength whatsoever, uh, he could have been a dominant post player in the Big Ten from basically day one. But there was there was no he he kept kind of like towing that weird line between like, I'm going to be a perimeter oriented player, but I also suck at all of that. And uh, no, I'm going to be in the post, but I also suck at this. So it's like, it's, it's literally like, I, you can just draw a direct line, like lineage of Matt Harms to Coleman Hawkins. Like, it's just like, Hey dude, get in the weight if, room. Yeah. If he had gone to whatever you call buffet in Amsterdam, a few more times, he could have been the proto Zach Eady. <laughs> He got a he caught a Ken Palm comp his sophomore year with Mike Tisdale, which is really good. Oh God. I feel like that's I feel like I feel like Pomeroy did that at him. <laughs> and then you can oh hold on a second. I'm we're gonna we're gonna rattle off some remember some guys here because now I'm going down the uh I'm going down the whole like the player comparison. So Mike Tisdale leads you to John Teske. <laughs> oh god <laughs> who takes you to alex ola oh my god <laughs> is there and... a race component of these comparisons <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah did when did ken pomeroy get ringer brain <laughs> and that's giving shades of a. Uh... <laughs> unfortunately the good time stopped rolling on uh alex ola's page but uh but that was a really good that was a good three in a row right there on uh yeah on that, so yeah, truly, um, truly some guys there. Another anyway, thing about Matt Harms, if, an, an underrated thing about his game was how every time he did anything, he had to fix his hair, and then yeah, I yeah. Uh, was filled with the white hot rage of a million suns and wanted to run him over with a rented Chevy Tahoe. So uh, hated that guy. Wow. Oh, up yeah, there for I, one of I, the more hateable Purdue guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, completely agreed with Emily's submission. I cannot believe we hadn't already gotten to Matt Harms. Um, I think what's crazy and, is that it wasn't yeah, the, big... I, the first. The first thing I think of when I think of him is him doing that swoop thing with his hair, like the Conan O'Brien thing, you know, where he like, yeah, I don't know. And it was I just I if, listeners, I just moved my head around like a bobblehead for a moment there. What's impressive is that it, it's not a behavior-based hatred. I actually don't remember anything on the court about him that annoyed me. It was just literally no. that he looked like that. Like, yeah. it's like, why do you look like that? Stop touching your hair and stop looking like that. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I also think that there was something about like him being Dutch that made it weird for me. And I, I don't have any antipathy towards Dutch people in any way. I've some of my favorite soccer players ever are Dutch. <laughs> that felt very like my best friend. I have. Yeah. Um, but like just the fact that like the combination of that appearance and the, the like, it was just the whole vibe was off. Yeah. yeah. He's a no bueno. He, he's there. I think, you know, when we get submissions for people we hate or talk about players that we hate, there's really two things. It's the way they play basketball, like Brad Davidson, prime example, Aaron Kraft, like the on the court, like within the context of the game shit. And then there's just the vibes guys, like the Matt Harms of the world, where it's just something about them that just like, like Babar said, fills me with a white hot race yeah. and makes me want to run someone over with a rented Chevy Tahoe. It's just, I don't like looking at his face. I don't like yeah. looking at his face. It's just yeah. as simple as that. What was take the, your, uh, take your face and go to Utah. I get out of my conference. <laughs> What was the 
the column was it Doyle that wrote the column because the the student section was like chanting like "fuck you" at Matt Harms. Yes. Oh God. Which is like okay. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I also remember my first ticket to a college basketball yeah. game. Hey college kids, maybe uh don't say swear words and also maybe don't drink beer before the game. Ever consider that? Like in defense of the Indiana student section, look at Matt Harms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Who's next? I'm I'm getting I was going to say I'm getting too mad. I don't want to I do want I do want to point out I got to close this. I got to close this tab on my browser where I had a huge picture of him up. I want to point out as a matter of course, I do not look at these names before we record because I do want my reaction to be authentic. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I because I think that's probably the best measure of how much I hate a guy. Yeah. And I, on, I'm glad to do that because I always enjoy I always enjoy these reactions. So Next up from Sam at Sam Rumpza on Twitter. I hope I pronounced that right as a person whose name gets pronounced wrong all the time. Um, we have another Wisconsin entry for the, uh, for the annals. Um, Mike Bruzewitz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this God, I knew I knew it was going to be good. And it was. Hold on, I gotta pull up his pay. Oh, the worst part about it is like he loves that I hate him. Like you just know. Like, <laughs> ugh, so I have to try to not hate him, which makes me hate him more. Oh, what a perfect villain! Fuck Mike Bruzowitz. Would anyone like to yeah. go ahead and guess what Mike Bruzowitz's uh, um, uh, three point career shooting percentage is? Oh my god. Um, 32 and a half. I don't know, man. 28.7. Yeah, I was going to guess like 35. 28.7, which is crazy because I'm pretty sure he hit every single three he took against Indiana. <laughs> that sounds about right. I was going to say I'd love to see like a... um like a split of just like his shooting percentage in games against us. Like what did, what specifically did he do to us? Because it cannot have been good. Is he the one that your wife's hate your wife hates? Yes. um, He's the one that was actually, that started the list that she had on her phone. Um, With like very Arya Stark, like keeping a list of people (laughs) that she's, that she's going to seek vengeance on. Uh, because we were watching him do like Mike Bruzowitz shit on the court. And she goes, what's his name? What is that motherfucker's name? And I said, that's Mike Bruzowitz. And then she just types it onto a note into her notes app and birth <laughs> a, a list of names. that I think at one point was like beyond like 15 big 10 basketball players that, uh, <laughs> that she was, uh, or I guess just college basketball players uh, that she was uh, not happy with. Um, yeah. And uh and he he was on the top. He was he was number one on that list. First on the team sheet. It was a uh, uh, kill Mike Bruzowitz. Oh. <laughs> I I love I love this because I love imagining it's just that scene in a uh, Billy Madison where uh, he's got the like the list of people to kill. <laughs> Crosses off Billy Madison. It's good <laughs> stuff. 
So what is Mike Bruzewitz up to? He is other than looking like that. <laughs> he is a self-employed student of life from 2021 to present. He uh, was. <laughs> yeah. No way. He um, was playing professionally in, I don't know, Colossus BC. Don't know. Uh, don't know what that is. Oh my um, God. <laughs> A self-employed student of life. So Mike Brzezowicz has gotten real into marijuana since he graduated. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, good for him, man. Um, Hey, look, we all need, we all need hobbies. That's true. Yeah. And honestly, I'd rather him be doing that than playing basketball against the Indiana Hoosiers. So, <laughs> yeah. Or anywhere where I might end up accidentally having to watch him. Imagine him turning up in an NBA game against the Pacers. Probably <laughs> lose my mind. I'd probably end up running onto the court. Uh, after looking this up, it is a uh, he's playing in Greece or was playing in in Greece. So, oh, do, does it have a team listed? Is it one of the ones that I've heard of just because they? are good soccer teams. Colossus Rodu BC. Yeah, that's not one of them. I was expecting yeah. like Panathinaikos or Olympiakos yeah. or some shit yeah. like that. No, nope. he would not be playing for a good Greece team. It is that's in a the fair gr- point. Sorry, Greek good Greek team. Yeah. Anyway. All right, who's next? Yeah. I'm done with this. I'm getting, <laughs> that, I'm getting that's the enough ban- Bruzewitz. Uh, like, getting, Bruzewitz getting- has... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm getting the bends from talking about Mike Brzezowicz. <laughs> I I was gonna say like I for those at home we're working around some technical difficulties right now, and I blame Brzezowicz for them. I think that, that we talked about him so much that it broke the internet. He's now so we're gonna the get podcast. off. Him. We're gonna get off him. We're gonna get to. I don't know if this is gonna make things any better, but we're gonna get to a submission from Chuck who is at Jamal Tinsley on Twitter. Um, so I don't know if that's actually Jamal Tinsley and he's using a pseudonym or if this dude just it is, absolutely uh, is. is just the coolest person ever. Um, but uh, he submitted Spike Albrecht, um, <laughs> who doubles as a uh, Purdue and Michigan entry. And I had just have like, this is one of those where I think it could be vibes or play because I have a natural antipathy for people who are named things like Spike. I just can't stand it. I really like the idea that uh, Jamal Tinsley listens to a niche <laughs> Big Ten conference podcast, uh, and then also and also really hates, hates Spike, Spike Albrecht. <laughs> well, he was uh, he had that was it after the in the 2013 tournament where they made that title run, and he was. Um, going off and tweeting it like Kate Upton and and shit. Yeah, didn't he didn't he score like, he had like 15 18 in the first or, half yeah. or something like that? Yeah, it was something uh cuz he went off like, it was like he went off in the first half and then uh he had 17 for the game. I don't know what he had in the first but I, I distinctly remember him going off in the first half and then Luke Hancock going uh bonkers in the second. So I, I like that submission because it's very specific. Because like when I think like hateable players, like obviously we've kind of covered the like low hanging fruit, but mm-hmm. he's he's kind of a deep cut. 
there's a lot of guys in that Michigan team I would hate before I would get to Spike if I'm being if I'm keeping it a yeah. buck. Um, yeah. Spike Albrecht is an album track, and I love that. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually <laughs> kind of surprised. Got to get to the B side of the of the vinyl. Yeah. I would have lost a fair amount of money betting that Mitch McGarry wouldn't have been the first of the of that um, era of Michigan basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To uh, get named on the podcast because he would probably be I, in the running for a guy I would name if I was giving this place a five star review. I will say that I I, I think I'm Team Jamal Tinsley here. Like <laughs> I, I remember, like I hated this dude, and I remember when because he transferred from Michigan to Purdue, right? I'm remembering that yeah. correctly because yeah. mm-hmm. I just I have this distinct memory of just thinking, oh god damn it, now he's playing for Purdue. It's like I was convinced he was going to become the new Chris Kramer. Like, I, I just, that dude, ugh. I love he the might phrase. Have been on their I, coaching staff for a minute, too. I love the phrase, I agree with Jamal Tinsley, Spike Albright <laughs> fucking sucks. Yes. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just find yourself in the place you want to be, and that's where I am right now. We've we found our niche, and it is Jamal Tinsley tweeting us to say "fuck Spike Albrecht." <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe this is going to turn into a bit of its own. But does anybody want to guess what Spike Albrecht is doing now after spending a uh, after spending last year as a grad assistant at Purdue? Uh, like I don't know, like operating some batting cages somewhere. Like- <laughs> <laughs> No, he is a uh, enterprise business development representative for Salesforce. Let's go! Oh my god! Does Spike Albrecht live in Indy? He, I don't know. He might. Do you know? If he he, wanna... Do you do you know if he still has that job or if he got laid off? Uh, it still says present. So okay, that's good. I don't want to make fun of him for that. I, I having had that happen. A couple of times in the recent. No, I'm, there's me. absolutely nothing wrong with working at Salesforce. It's just, it's a it's very funny, funny that, place. It's just actually. funny to see where yeah. like some of these guys like end up. Um, I love it. Yeah. Do you have anybody else? Yeah, we've got one more. Um, rounding us out is um, Bilo Bickerstaff the third. Um, tremendous name. Uh, Twitter handle at staff is God submitted Kyle young. Um, a sleep bit of a sleeper Whoa. pick from Ohio state. Kyle. Has young. there ever been a, has, has there ever been a guy that looks more like he's from Ohio than Kyle young? Oh, absolutely not. Like, like sleeve to sleeve tattoo, no. like short, like gelled up hair. He's got the like, chin beard. Chin beard named Kyle Young, like yeah, that dude is mainlining Mountain Dew in a like a an F one fifty that has a twenty three point nine nine percent APR on it. I think this <laughs> might be. I think that. <laughs> okay, I was gonna. I was. I was going to. <laughs> I was gonna commend uh, Bilo Bickerstaff the third for the highest level hating that we've had on the podcast so far, but then you broke out that specific roast and i think i think that was that was on the same level there that was that was some good stuff kyle young does look like a uh, a pile of unpaid child support that can hit a three-point shot (laughs) 
he's he's one of my least favorite type of of basketball players. It's six three power forward center that sucks. Yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's like I really don't. I really like any times like, whoa, he's not talented, but he's got hustle. I'm not interested. Like I don't yeah. get so him away sucks. from me. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. him. Well, if you look at his stats, I'm not going to do that. Like, you shouldn't have to explain to no. me why he's good. If you have to explain to me why he's good, he sucks. And, and Kyle yeah. Young sucks. It's oh man, that is such a oh, that's such a good pick. Oh, I'm just looking at pictures of him, and I'm getting oh man, this is unbelievable. He's <laughs> just looking at looking at pictures of him getting madder and madder. You know what? I actually I'm going to thank Archie Miller because. Kyle Young's career almost completely overlapped with Archie Miller's tenure at IU to, and, and I've, I've, you know, spoken about how quickly and, uh, uh, completely, uh, Archie Miller suffocated my interest in Indiana basketball and thus my interest in the sport as a whole. So I didn't watch as much Kyle Young as I potentially could have. And uh, for that, I thank him because I think if I'd watched this guy too much, I would, uh, I would be in jail. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good deep cut. Good pull. Yeah. yeah really so, good. Um, good job, Bilo. That's that's good stuff. That's oh. Yeah. We we had some good hate tonight. I I'm, I'm glad because as I said earlier, we were we were a little too wholesome before and I'm glad we got to just like completely tear these dudes apart for a little bit. So, thanks to uh, Everyone who gave us a five-star review, as always, if you send us some proof you did it, we will talk shit about a basketball player you hate. And I will add, especially if you're a Wisconsin fan, because you guys are kind of getting battered here. And if you're listening, we would love to hear who you hate. Give us the not you yeah. player. We if, have some, if you hate them, if, like if if you hated an IU player, chances are reasonably good that we'll be able to riff on them. I think we'll be able to figure it out. So I, I think I've said about every episode on this podcast, I have so much hate in my heart. Like, trust me, we'll make it happen. I just, I, 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 I will say this. I will throw this out there, a specific name. I am actually a little surprised nobody's had us do Will Sheehy yet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, that's got to be coming. So if, if, you, if you're listening and you want us to talk shit about Will Sheehy, five-star rating, Tweet at Games on Pod. We'll hit you up. So, all right, let's talk about next week. Um, we've got some noteworthy games. And by that, I mean, I think we have one really noteworthy game and then a few others that we're going to talk about to round out a segment. So, we are actually adding in a new segment. This is going to, or a new section in this uh, segment. And this is going to be very rare, I think, uh, probably only maybe once a season or so and uh the heading is literally ragnarok because this saturday at 4 p.m we have purdue at assembly hall it is the boilermakers it is the hoosiers purdue iu this is the most on that a game has been all season um we've now got a healthy little uh twitter war between people um trying to tout uh, Trace Jackson Davis for Big Ten Player of the Year, including uh, several, if not all, members of this podcast. Um, so and our and our minions on the on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Hat Man versus 
the height merchant, <laughs> I guess, is how, how we can build this. Um, we need one of those, like, like boxing Yeah, the boxing, coasters. yeah. Like the old school. Or or if somebody wants to alternatively do draw it up as a... Um, like a WWE like yeah. pay per view, like the I just saw one the other day that was the um, ladder match for custody of Dominic from like 2003. <laughs> um, I'll I'll post that on Twitter, uh, context free in a little bit. Um, so you'll all have a little treat when you listen to this. But yeah, Purdue IU, and we um, have been kicking around the idea of doing a. I guess it's not really an emergency pod because it's pre-planned, but uh, we think we're going to do a preview show for that. Um, so check that out later this week. Um, yeah, so little, it should be little, should be pretty cool. Special uh, special treat for the piggies. That's right. Yeah. A little extra bucket of slop on like a Wednesday night for yeah. y'all. Yeah. yeah. Going to be a banger. So we don't want to get into it too much because we're going to do that then. But um, yeah, now we have our we have our title card. So that's great. Um, Most, Saturday, it's not just PM, because get ready. it's not just because it involves Indiana. It's like literally the only good game that the Big Ten, like the legitimately good game that this conference is going to produce from a mm-hmm. uh, from an expectation standpoint, a stake standpoint. Th- uh, this game yeah. matters on a on a national level. Exactly. Like this will be appointment yeah. television for like the entire country. That is like this game is good because it's good, not because Jeff Goodman's telling you it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and probably tell believe you me, sucks. we've got a really good one that Jeff Goodman's <laughs> going to tell you is good here in a little bit. Um, but uh, the um, Indiana Derby is not the only game on the <laughs> slate this week. Um, in the games on category, we've got a couple. Um, Tuesday night, 9 p.m., Northwestern goes to Iowa City to play the Hawkeyes. Um I think that's going to be a pretty, uh, as we were talking about earlier, Northwestern, interesting team. Iowa's offense, they can show up at any point. Um, that could be a pretty cool offensive game. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if Northwestern can kind of match Iowa's firepower because I think Northwestern has the type of team that, um, although their stat profile might not, you know, show that that's what they do all the time, but you could very easily see um, a scenario where Boo and Adige and Ty Berry kind of get, get rolling and it just kind of becomes this back and forth match between um, really talented perimeter players on both sides. Yeah. This is, this is another COVID um, schedule, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. 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 So, cause yeah, I, so I remember Western, if they, yeah, they're uh, they had obviously three games last week. I think they have three games this week, so getting caught back up on their schedule. I wonder if that because we, we had talked about prior to this game getting banged that it was uh, that it was going to be a very good matchup of obviously contrasting uh, strengths. And yeah. if if Northwestern mm-hmm. can if Northwestern can hit some shots, which Iowa will be more than happy to let them do, I think you get a get a banger of a game there on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I think and this is our first time. A game has ever been on twice on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Rarefied air. And Iowa could do us the favor of kind of further mucking up the top four picture by dragging Northwestern back to the pack with everyone else, too. Yeah. 
Um, and speaking of, um, we've got another Iowa game on this week. Um, Illinois will also be coming to Iowa City. That'll be Saturday at 2.30. So if you want an aperitif before Purdue IU or you just don't give a shit about Purdue IU for whatever reason, you've also got a game to watch on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I will not that be watching be fun. that game. Um, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I will it'll be, be nine Coors Lights deep at somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do not that'll, expect a recap fun, from though. this podcast on that game. We will just look at the box and be like, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll just be like that, um, you know, the missing no thing from the original Pokemon Blue and Red. That's our game recap is just mm-hmm. pixelated, weird box. Um, so yeah, um, in the Bardo zone, we have Tuesday evening, Nebraska at Illinois. That'll be on at 7 PM. If you, for some reason want to inflict that upon yourself. Um, yeah, Nebraska just, I don't know, man. They're just, they're really just kind of showing up at this point. They're they're. I think Nebraska is our number one SIM to end team of the league this year. Yeah. yeah, you can um Minnesota despite being I mean statistically far worse seems like they're at least and they're going through a ton of in- injury issues. I don't know what Nebraska's excuse is. Minnesota's still, you know, they're playing hard. Ben Johnson's got them playing hard for whatever that counts for. Fred Hoiberg, I don't know what you're doing yeah. now. Uh just entering I mean, his rolling. third year of COVID. <laughs> these these games are not yeah. even competitive. Um I yeah, expect he's Illinois will keep rolling the balls out. Yep. Yeah. He's got to, this has got to be it for him, right? I would, I would think so. <laughs> what kind of contract? Like, I, do I don't know how him? you keep him on after this. Probably a fat one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe Nebraska like, doesn't care. You know, like it seemed like, yeah, they definitely I mean, cared. they just hired. Well, that's because the football team was bad too. But now that they have Matt rule, maybe, maybe that buys Hoiberg. They just—they're paying Scott Frost buyout. Do they want to pay Hoiberg too? Yeah, I was no. just gonna say, like, are we gonna have people googling what's the buyout in, like, what's the Google trends in Lincoln, Nebraska on the phrase <laughs> "what is the buyout"? I forgot that they just restructured. Um, Do they even know that Hoiberg is coaching? They did just restructure Hoiberg's deal last year, so they're kind of already moving in that direction. Uh, yeah. Given the the Scott Frost, hey, lower your buyout. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the contract no restructure as I love the contract restructure as like the uh sports version of getting a Outlook notification for a, like an invite for a meeting that just is quick check-in <laughs> from your boss. <laughs> it's like you never want to you never want to see on on the scroll at the bottom of ESPN that you've just been asked to restructure your contract it bodes ill. Um, further Bardo zone, we've got Minnesota at Rutgers Wednesday evening. That's at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Minnesota, get healthy, please, because you're making us all sad. Um, Rutgers, get an offense, I guess. I don't know. I, have, I don't have, I have any nothing, other recommendations for you. I have nothing to add on that game. I probably will not watch. Yeah. And then finally, Thursday evening, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Just pass. You're, yeah. you're both done. Go away, please. I was gonna, I was what what say, a sad, uh, sad affair. 
yeah. it's a pretty pretty incredible that a you know if you said at the outset of the season and you had predicted that we were going to launch a Big Ten conference podcast that categorizes the games based on who's announcing them uh, and how interested we are in them, that Wisconsin Ohio State would end up in the Bardos. I know. Uh, I know. Talk about everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for these for these two teams, and now you're in the Bardo zone on a Thursday night. Eleventh yeah. versus twelfth of the league. This is the Chelsea Liverpool game from a couple weeks ago. They're, they're having a mid off. Like, they're definitely at like the stage where they're like in the like CD bar bathroom, just like barfing in the sink and like looking up at the oh, mirror God. and their reflections <laughs> talking back to them. It's like, look at you, you, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you get it together god damn it you motherfucker you used to be somebody you're nothing to no one call your ex-wife <laughs> awful advice <laughs> um I'm already looking forward to the narrative after that game as it being like a get right win for whoever ends up winning that game. Like, oh, oh yeah, because someone has to. Right? <laughs> someone has yeah. to win. It's like, oh, is this going to be the game that uh, turns around Wisconsin? Ohio? No, it won't. It's like you've already nope. you've already written the copy for that game. It's like, you yeah, know, just insert You're- winner's name here. Had to win this one. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah, say it's a so loser. I would say it's a loser leaves town game, but I believe both losers are already on the boat home. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they they have already both had to leave town. I yes. Um, and now I I know that we started this segment off with uh with our most on game ever. I also believe we may have the most Jeff Goodman access merchant game of the week ever. Um, yeah. My note that I added under this was that I've never added a game to the JGAM GATWA, which is the <laughs> acronym I've invented for this, faster than this. Uh, Ohio State at Michigan, Sunday at 1 p.m. It just feels like a game that your legacy media is going to just get real fucking horny for, despite the fact that both of those teams suck ass. Get yeah. it away from me. It's a rivalry yeah. game. It's always like, yeah, throw, throw the, the records, records out. The records. Yeah. <laughs> we all three said it at the same fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I bet they would like to throw out the records, the, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, they probably like like a restart. Can we get a mulligan on this season, please? Yeah, they're probably like, can we get this game flexed to BTN plus? We'd like to have as as like the least amount of eyes on this as possible. That's a game. That's a game that, like, if Indiana wins on Saturday, I'm going to watch like every minute of it as a good little piggy. But if Indiana loses, I'm, I'm just like college basketball is not real and fake and dumb, so I'm not going to be watching this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it just to make fun of it on this podcast, honestly. But I've gotten is myself that, to that headspace now. That's so. probably the CBS game, right? If it's a one oh, PM yeah. on Sunday, it all oh. it's going to be all eyes on them too because the NFL is going to be off. So. Oh. Why? Why does the league do this? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I would. Uh, I would have put Purdue, Indiana there, but I. I would be interested in like generating interest in my conference, which I know the Big Ten is uh, uh, decidedly not interested in doing. So, not complaining. Yeah, I would rather have a Saturday Saturday tip for this than a, this isn't. This is not the first change that I would make in order to build interest in my conference. You know. Yeah, that's pretty far down the list. 
If you had I, to win um, a game, I pulled the schedule to... up, by the way, and it it's not there's no TV listed right now. So I, I'm assuming it probably is CBS, but you know, yeah, I, check your uh-huh. local listings. I guess is that <laughs> still a thing? Um, if you had to win a game in Bloomington, uh, when would you want the tip time to be? If I'm the opposing team and I had to win the no 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 if you're if you're Indiana and you've got to win like when do you want to yeah. play the opponent in Assembly Hall? Well, not uh, noon. <laughs> 6 p.m. on Saturday. 6 yeah. p.m. on Saturday? Oh. Yeah. I'm a, 9 I'm a 9 p.m. Thursday guy. Yeah. I feel I like, mean, yeah, Thursday Thursday can work because it's college. I, I, I My answer is whenever is most convenient for the largest number of students to get relatively drunk beforehand. Yeah. So Thursday at 9 p.m. They, they yeah. were ready to go. Yeah, Saturday that's what I was going to say is like, Listen, I, thought, I thought Saturday night at 8 was oh, yeah. kind of my first poll, but. I think I Thursday's good because you can roll through you can roll through KOK real quick, grab a couple AMFs, get down to assembly hall. You can make and you that can, work. But also you could play Ragnarok at ten AM tomorrow and the that yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. not gonna matter. <laughs> it's not yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, there are games where it doesn't matter, and then there is Northwestern at noon on Saturday and <sighs> just nobody gives a shit. Play Except Northwestern. Play us at nine PM, you cowards. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still mad about that. So that is the week to come. Um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, if you're interested in more from each of us, feel free to check us out on Twitter. I'm at Tommy underscore crimes. Babar is at Babar ESQ. And you can find Chris at Chris Shooty three. That's S-C-H-U-T-T-E and the numeral three. And then you can follow the pod for updates and in the moment Big Ten riffs at Games On Pod. Um, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, or rants, feel free to email us at gamesonpod at gmail.com. Uh, if we get any good ones, we'll read them on the air. Um, our intro and outro music is Sports FM by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com. Thanks to you for that. And finally, we would love it if you would continue to help us spread the word. Um, Every five-star review comes with a free submission to the Chris Kramer Awards. But anything you do to spread the word is going to be appreciated, from sharing a link on Twitter to simply telling the basketball fans in your life about it. Um, We're enjoying doing this. Um, We like sharing our, you know, weird musings with people. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and share this, and we will love you eternally. Anything you guys want to add as we uh, close up shop here? Keep an eye out for the IU Purdue uh, quote unquote preview pod. Uh, yeah. Probably Thursday or Friday morning at some point. Yeah. We'll have that at the end of this week. Other than that, Tom Crean, unblock me. I know you're listening, dude. <laughs> yeah. Everyone or knows I'll- you're listening. Or Matt Painter. If you are still listening, will you please text Tom Crean and ask him to unblock Babar? We would really appreciate it. Tom Crean, it's time for you to come on and debate me in the marketplace of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Take a spin in the torture chamber. (laughs) Enter the spin zone. All right, let's get out of here. All right, yeah, that's enough of this. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.